Nowadays, there's stuff, and there's stuff you don't need to know. A podcast that talks about geek and nerd culture and brings you the things that you want to hear about. against Cobra and Destro fighting to save the day. He never gives up. He's always there. Fighting hey everybody, welcome back to Stuff You Don't Need to Know. This is Jay, and once again we are doing a Saturday morning rewatch. So if we're doing a Saturday morning rewatch, that means once again I'm joined by Jason. Jason, how you doing? I'm doing fabulous. <laughs> how about you? I given the circumstances, I'm doing about <laughs> as good as I can. You hold it right, up okay? Here. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so Jason and I are continuing our tradition of looking at pretty much premiere episodes of cartoons. And uh, after the last one, uh, which I mean, I had a lot of fun doing the show, but I mean, it was it was a bomb of a cartoon in Teen Wolf, I think. <laughs> I blocked out that entire episode, that entire podcast we did. It's just a blank. I, 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 until you just mentioned it, I didn't remember doing that. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> sorry to bring up painful memories. Um, I mean, the shame of that one is, is I actually really enjoyed the movie, but it, it was not good as a cartoon. Oh, but yeah. but I think I think we're going to redeem ourselves uh, this week. So this week we decided, look, after Teen Wolf, we really got to go big and we got to go good. 1983 is when this series started. G.I. Joe, a real American hero. Now, this is going to be a really stupid question, but Jason, did you watch this when you were younger? Absolutely. <laughs> this, like you said, we had to redeem ourselves. So it is a complete 180. 180 to, uh, from Teen Wolf to G.I. Joe, a real American hero. Art and everything. So I won't spoil anything for the rest of our podcast, but yeah, I, I watched it, loved it. Now the thing with now the thing is, and you know, back then I didn't remember this. Um, I think '83 is pretty much I think when they started, or maybe it was a little earlier, is when they started to relaunch the toys. Now I remember as a kid growing up having a GI Joe action figure, um, ten inches maybe or, or yep. twelve inches. Yeah, I had I actually had eagle eye GI Joe. So there was a switch nice. behind his head, and his eyes would go side to side. <laughs> looking for the enemy <laughs> my my brother had that that giant the, the their huge one with the uh the uniform mm-hmm. and he had the red red fuzzy buzz cut with the beard oh, yeah and, <laughs> and he he loved it and and i had the the giant superman like the same thing well once superman's arms and limbs broke because i played with him so much we put <laughs> superman's clothes on gi joe and he was the super American hero. So it was great. Wow. Uh, a buzz cutted <laughs> uh, bearded Superman. That's pretty cool. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think around this time, uh, Hasbro, I believe, started to reintroduce the toys. And, you know, this is when the series first started. And actually, 
like I said, this, uh, you know, the episode we're going to talk about today and the series started off in 1983. It actually started off with a mini series uh, called The Mass Device. I guess it did really popular. They did a second one, which I think was called The Revenge of Cobra. And then after that, they pretty much excuse me, they pretty much just went into the series. So, um, I mean, I had forgotten all that because, I mean, 83, I was 12 years old. So I don't know. G.I. Joe's on TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, G.I. Joe's on TV. Who cares? Um, <laughs> so this first episode, that this is this is the very first episode of G.I. Joe entitled The Cobra Strikes. And, I mean, just like all the other cartoons we ta- we talked about, theme song i mean this is so memorable but i mean what what is your opinion of, of the opening the theme song jason what, what did you think of that it just right now i i get when i listened to it and watched it i watched it three times <laughs> so, mm-hmm. and yeah I, I got chills the first time I, I watched it it brought back so many good memories of that show and great cartoons as a kid it made chills in my like my got like goose pimples in my arms. It reminded me almost almost to the effect that the Superman theme song from the original Christopher Reeves movie oh. does to me. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> no, that's that's actually that's actually pretty accurate. I mean, I would say the only other thing would be is you know if you're in the movie theater and the Lucasfilm logo comes on and whether it's going to be a good or a bad Star Wars film. When you see right. that Lucasfilm logo and then a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away and that John Williams theme hit, I mean, it's it's the same thing. And exactly. And I think first thing that we notice is, first of all, huge upgrade from Team Wolf here <laughs> uh, in both animation and in theme song. Oh I, mean, I mean, right off the bat, you know, this is like a good quality cartoon. Great animation. Yes. The sounds, the animation, the everything about the opening scene, opening credits was amazing it was just it blew me away i was like it, it and i know we we're gonna say this in the end does it hold up but i'm gonna say it now for me it does mm-hmm. it it, compl- it makes cartoons today look like second-rate cartoons yeah no you're you're absolutely right and there's a lot of reasons why and before we go any further uh one thing i, I definitely want to say is Look, given the circumstances out there, people are going to be stuck at home. And uh, a couple episodes ago, uh, Cassie and I did an episode on, on, you know, hey, here's some fun things you could do while you're stuck on quarantine. Uh, The other day, um, Pete, who's my partner over at uh, Enter the Nerd Zone, and John and Alan from Nerd and Me, we got together and we're like, hey, this is what we're binging. I've been binge watching this. If anybody wants to binge watch this, download the Tubi app. And uh, and actually, John also said, if you go to the Hasbro, I think it's the Hasbro YouTube channel. Yes. I don't think it's, yeah, I don't think it's every single episode, but uh, most of the episodes they have for free. Yes. Like you can watch them for free. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so one of the, so one of the things, the first time I watched it, like when we decided this is what we're doing, theme song comes on, I start singing along and I forgot that. In the the first couple of seasons, they had changed the lyrics. So when it got to the part when they go, it's G.I. Joe against Cobra and Destro, I was like, it's G.I. Joe against Cobra the Enemy. Wait, what? Oh, that's right. right. <laughs> Completely different. <laughs> yes. It, it, the way you say that is when when I was listening to it also, my son is sitting there. He's almost four and a half. Mm-hmm. He's never seen G.I. Joe before. This was oh. his first introduction to G.I. Joe. 
the rest of the day, he kept on saying, G.I. Joe, G.I. Joe. <laughs> and I said, he's a real American hero. And he's like, yes, he is. I'm like, this is awesome. You, we, Him and I need to sit down and watch a binge watch a G.I. Joe. <laughs> so now, it, was, yeah, it was perfect. Now, at any point, did he turn to you and go, which one's G.I. Joe? <laughs> Like, like uh, every one six seconds, every six seconds or probably four seconds. He was like, who's that? Who's that one? Are those the bad guys? I'm like, listen, the guys with the red cobra, the red snake on their chest. Mm-hmm. If you see that on a car or a plane or on their body, <laughs> that's the bad guy. If you see yep. an American flag, that's a good guy. And then, of course, I'll wait, I'll wait till we get to it so I don't spoil anything. But, yeah, it, it kind of ruined it because he questioned who the Baroness was. So. Mm, okay. Because <laughs> it kind of screwed him up. And... Right. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. The, no Cobra there. Uh, the other thing, too, is is when the theme song wraps up and you get the, the title, you know, and all the Joes uh, are posing on top. I thought they screamed out, yo, Joe, but I guess I was they, wrong. I think they, they do. They did for the regular series, mm-hmm. like the okay. ongoing series, but I don't think for the miniseries they didn't. <laughs> Yeah, because like they do, they do the gesture, you know, the fist in the air and everything. And I, right. again, I'm singing along and I, and I go, "Yo, Joe!" Oh, oops, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so pretty much this episode starts off, uh, like I said, the title of it is called "The Cobra Strikes," and again, when this episode starts up, I mean, I was impressed by the animation style. Um, we get the Joe's uh, planes, which were, you know, they identify right away; those are the Sky Strikers, right. and I mean, clearly. And I wasn't thinking it at the time, but if you think about it, this cartoon, it was it was like it was it was a nice half hour commercial for their toys because it's like Sky Strike. Got to go out and get the Sky Strike now, you know, got to get the figures. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They promoted the toys. They promoted every figure and every character and every vehicle they possibly could in this episode. And it was good. They did a good job of it. Yeah, it was really, really good. So, yeah, so the episode opens up. We see uh, the Sky Strikers, which apparently are the new planes for the Joes. They're they're testing them out. So uh, we see on the runway, we see Duke, who I guess, you know, I had always assumed he's just the de facto leader of the Joes. Right. Uh, he's there with Snake Eyes and Stalker. And first thing I noticed, which was really funny, because I, I, like you, I watched it a few times, and I noticed it the second or third time. So it's at this point that... Some of the Sky Strikers are landing, and then apparently a hot dog pilot is coming in, is going to buzz them. Snake <laughs> right. Eyes turns around and sees it, and then he ducks. And I'm like, right. okay, I know you don't talk, Snake Eyes. You couldn't tap him on the shoulder or tackle him or something. <laughs> you have to even warn him. He's like, I'm, out. I'm saving my own butt on this one. He's... <laughs> He's all action, no talk. He's just—he's like, this is this is how I get that promotion. <laughs> right. Or if you see me react, you better react because I'm a ninja. <laughs> you better react. Well, no, all right. Now that's the question. Is is? Oh, okay. 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 Here we go. So, I mean, we find out later on that he is in fact a ninja. But I, I had the feeling the way he was drawn and the way he acted in in this episode, and I actually ended up watching the entire. Um, uh, what was it called? The Mass Device series. Right. To me, he appeared to be more of like just a commando type. Like, um, I mean, he had kind of ninja like ten, but like I didn't pick up on a right. vibe like that. Like he's the ninja. I either did I, it, and it, they didn't really portray him as a ninja. I think later on, because when you and I discussed doing this, and I I messaged you and said, 
I'm watching the episode now, and you said you're watching the wrong episode. In, in, a, <laughs> in that episode I was watching, mm-hmm. he was dressed in his full-on black with his black mask and everything. And that's when you really see that he's a ninja. He's carrying his samurai, his sword and everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this one in massive in, in, in the mass in this mass miniseries, or I don't know exactly how you want to call call it, but mm-hmm. it he had like sunglasses and a and a helmet on and you could see his hands. So you know, yeah. so you you know he wasn't like you know who he was, and but he never spoke, but you never saw his face, but he had a different costume one and uniform. I'm sorry, costume mm-hmm. uniform. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, and no swords. So you don't really think he's a ninja, and no yeah, swords, and no swords. Uh, and then I mean, this was great because so this is '83. This is a kids' cartoon, so this plane comes in, buzzes them, and Duke gets up, and I had to write it down because I watched it and I love this line, and he goes. Um, he goes, I'm going to kick the mustard out of that crazy hot dog. <laughs> I was like, I love it. It's so cheesy, <laughs> but I love it. And when the plane lands, he runs over and he shouts up at the pilot. And again, I wrote this run down. He goes, hey, bacteria brain, come right. down and let's discuss your future as a mental patient. <laughs> my, my son reacted to those. He, he was like, what is he calling her a bacteria for? What is he calling that person? <laughs> And I'm like, because they're not saying bad words. And he goes, correct. Those are bad words. And I'm like, no, they're funny words. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I mean, you know, because, you know, if this was like uh, like the G.I. Joe movie and like a right. PG-13 or R film, something else would have been said. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. But I mean, for me, I was kind of thinking like, I don't remember stuff like that happening in other cartoons. Like he, I mean, clearly, you know, he's mad and you're, you're like, oh yeah, he very easily could have uh, inserted some very colorful, colorful right. uh, verbiage in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we find out that the pilot is Scarlet and, and then right away, he's just like, oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> like he's, <laughs> he's, I mean, so I picked up right away that there's clearly something between Duke and Scarlet, like right oh, yeah. here. It was real obvious. Yeah. I mean, you, you could tell it was very them cl- close talking and everything. It was mm-hmm. like, okay, a little bit uncomfortable here, people. <laughs> oh, even when she, when she, you know, the canopy pops open and she reveals herself, she kind of like flicks her hair and she kind of strikes oh, yeah. a pose and she's like, oh, <laughs> chill out, Duke. Yeah, right. <laughs> It's like if Tom Cruise was uh, Scarlet. <laughs> so he just yeah. flicks his hair and picks up his helmet. And he's like, here I am. <laughs> it's just. Oh, it's great. And then right away, we get right into the action because Cobra right. attacks. And I recognize the character right away, but I had forgotten so much about him. Um, so they, they an assault comes in from the Cobra planes, which. I kind of noticed this uh, when I did a, when I watched it a couple of times. So the Joe's planes definitely kind of look like a classic, like maybe like an F-15 or like really like an American fighter plane. The Cobra planes, I don't know if you notice this, they look like MiGs, like Russian, Russian fighter jets. Oh yeah. They they were the clearly distinctive look to them. I mean, I I know they had to play it so you, you could tell who the good and bad guys were by, even by the color and but yeah, mm-hmm. even the shape and design look it, very close, very similar. Yeah, and and so the one leading the, the this Cobra attack was Major Blood, who I recognized him, but then I had to look him up because I was like, I had forgotten so much about him. I'm like, did he have some kind of special trait? Like, 
some of the Cobra henchmen had or anything. And he, he really didn't. I think he actually kind wow. of, I think he actually kind of faded into obscurity, actually. Yeah, I, I don't really remember him much beyond these episodes. I mean, he I know he was a, a character, but he kind of faded out into the background when when more characters were introduced and it just they kind of phased him out because he was more of a plain guy. I guess they needed more like pizzazz for the, the Cobra Cobra's henchmen. Yeah. Yeah, so they're they're clearly they're 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 leading a strike. They're trying to take out the new planes. Uh and again, I mean you know, so much action is going on. And before I watched this episode, I was like thinking back and like, I always remembered like kind of as a joke thinking like, okay, so GI Joe, they're fighting Cobra. It's supposed to be this big military cartoon. And it's like a million laser bolts are being shot. Nobody gets hurt. There's like no damage, nothing. But in this attack, I mean, they're blowing stuff up. Mm -hmm. You see people diving out of the way. Like it's, it's, uh, they're bringing the action early. Yeah, they do. They they really push it real quick, and I guess that really is a capture of the kids and everybody's imagination of the of a fighting movie because everybody's seen war movies up until that point, but not a really good war or military cartoon. And this really threw it to the kids without showing the violence and without showing anybody actually dying at all. No, but I think like I definitely think like the stakes like it definitely showed that there were stakes going on here. Um, oh yeah. Because everybody, everybody on that runway is pretty much exposed. I mean, you see Duke and Scarlet dodging gunfire. They're dodging explosions. Uh, the Joes repel the attack. Duke puts them on high alert. Cobra's up to something. Then we cut to the Cobra secret base. Right. Um, you know it's Destro coming. And he's yeah. coming with, uh, I guess, these people. They're bringing all these supplies. They freak out. They run away. <laughs> I love it. He laughs. He's like, ah, they ran <laughs> off before I could pay them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> which which I'm like, okay, what kind of mercenaries are these? Like, yeah, just pay, 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 pay us when you get there. <laughs> half now, half later. Not even. Right, um, not even that. But it's great because, you know, so this is the Cobra base. This is Destro. And Cobra Commander already is, like, just ripping them apart. You're too, you're late, this and that. And he tells him, he's like, he goes, well, I lost time climbing to this ridiculously melodramatic hideout, you know, <laughs> which I was like, okay, <laughs> self-aware cartoon. <laughs> fourth dimension, fourth wall break. <laughs> just, uh... Yeah. It's almost like kind of like a wink to the audience. Like, yeah, this right. is a little silly, right? <laughs> uh, so yeah. So apparently he built this thing called a mass device, which, they they kind of don't really explain. I guess it's kind of they, they more demonstrate it when he actually starts to use it. Yeah. Um, it. It combines these three rare elements, which again they just say, "Well, here are the three rare elements, and one look like water, one look like sand, the other look like jewels." Um, and I'm trying to remember exactly how it went down. Oh yeah, so it's basically it almost looks like it's a tele- teleportation device. Like it's it could. Right. It could turn anything like matter into energy and then transport it to any location they want, pretty much. Right. Um, so Cobra Commander, of course, he's he's very concerned. He's like, you know, look, this is our big demonstration here. You know, don't mess it up. You mess it up. We look ridiculous. And he's like, don't worry. I have the greatest homing device ever, and we're going to place it on the target. 
Yeah. So we cut to undisclosed military base. Uh, Duke is there with the general, and there's like a major there from like the budgeting department. Who's? Right. <laughs> I love her introduction. It's like uh, I think this is General Flag. Who? Yes, I always, it is General Flag. Yeah. And now I always thought later on when they had the big when the shows, and again this is like way to sell some toys here when they had the big aircraft carrier. I thought the one that ran that was Admiral Flag, so that's why I was like, "Wait a minute!" I was a little confused Did with they that. Promote like, him? <laughs> yeah. It's his brother, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Admiral Flag, General Flag, all of them. <laughs> uh, but it's so funny because he's like, "Oh, you know, thanks for thanks for coming, Duke." And then she's like, "Did Did you fill out the proper request forms right. and triplicate?" <laughs> I love the look on Duke's face. He's like, "What?" <laughs> I'm a Joe. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, he's like, he asked me to come here, triplicate, form <laughs> <Look>. XBY. <laughs> <laughs> he is my badge. He let me in. If he vouches for me, I'm good. <laughs> so basically, uh, the general's basically saying to him, like, look, we have this top secret satellite. It can actually um, receive and project any energy anywhere on Earth. Um, and it's kind of, so it's kind of funny. He's like, yeah, I have to guard it until tomorrow. So he's basically, <laughs> which I kind of thought one was day. for one day and it's like, okay. Um, so basically the reason he reaches out to Duke is he wants to test security, uh, by having the Joes, you know, and, and Duke mentions that to him and he's like, oh, you're always one step ahead of me, Duke, which is, I'm like, then why isn't right. Duke running things? <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, and I mean, again, Duke knowing this, they pretty much set up, um, they set up an assault on this base. And again, you know, we see the three main, uh, Scarlet and Stalker and Snake Eyes and, uh, they pretty much, they get in. I mean, Stalker creates a diversion with his motorcycle and the general's like, Oh, looks like you guys failed. And no sooner does he say that than the three of them drop in, like you were saying, uh, but the general's satisfied because he said, well, sure, a small team got in here, but this is a massive device. You, you need like you, you need a virtual army to get in here and remove it. So we're all good right. here, which which is funny. Um, then the thing I think it's really funny is, is then this this major, this budgeting major is like, well, let's open the doors. Let's open these vault doors and show them what it is. <laughs> and, and this general who's like a by the book general is just like, uh, yeah, OK, let's do that. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so the thing is, is when I was watching this, I knew right away that this this major from the budgeting department, I was like, well, this is clearly the Baroness. But right. I think if this was the first time around, you would not have picked up on that until she actually places the uh, tracking device on it and later reveals herself. Um, right. Yeah. So you, you had no clue. Yeah, I, I mean, it, the body body shape size speaking everything plus this is our first introduction into these characters in animation so we mm -hmm. really have no clue who anybody i mean we know who the, the joes are we know who the the cobras are but we don't know like the baroness okay we know what the baroness looks like we didn't know she could disguise herself to look six inches shorter skinnier and have a horrible accent it's just, <laughs> it just true, didn't true. Really, it threw us threw us off so yeah. So she plants the uh, yeah she plants the tracking device. Uh, Destro goes to try to just steal it, basically just try to to blast it with energy and and bring it back, and he fails. Right. Um, 
And I kind of made a note here. I was like, he was kind of acting like he didn't know what he was doing, but yet he's the one that built it. And I was sort of like, what's going on here? Like, he's like, ah, uh, overheated, I think, or something. I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, did you build this? <laughs> So he then comes up with the idea. He goes, nope, it's actually better if we send like a, a whole unit there, tanks, soldiers, everybody to actually retrieve it. Um, and that's pretty much what they do. And again, I mean, these are just kind of funny little things that I noticed. And I guess if I was a kid, if I was a 12 year old kid, I probably wouldn't notice this stuff and kind of point it out and laugh about it. But right before that happens, like when um, the Baroness, who we, we know it's her in disguise, is like, yeah, let's show them this top secret satellite. And they go in and she's like, uh, leave your weapons outside. And they just like put their guns on the ground. <laughs> they just turn around and we're like, oh, yeah, we'll just leave them here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what military does. Yeah. It's like they're not locking them up or anything. It's yeah. just, you know, eh, I'll just leave them on the floor. We'll get them on the way out. <laughs> and why would you even need to leave them anywhere if you're in the military? Like you're going to this base, you're already cleared what's the purpose of just leaving them all outside? You're not going to to shoot up everything. So exactly. they didn't even question. They're like, you're somebody from like a different department. What, why are you asking this? And general flag is like, eh, lay your guns down. So, <laughs> well, I think part, well, I think part of it too is, is he did say earlier on, like when, um, she was, you know, mentioning like, you know, did she fill out the proper requisition forms and she's talking about budget and he general flag kind of whispers to Duke. He's like, yeah, I got to keep her happy. And he's just like, yeah, good luck there, buddy. You know, I, I, I kind of think that's why they were like, fine, we'll just leave our weapons outside. Um, a detachment of Cobra soldiers comes in led by major blood. And I mean, this was pretty good again. You know, you and I and, and anybody that had watched this cartoon in the past, you know, we knew that this this major was really the Baroness, but it was actually right. good because when the fighting starts, Duke gets in front of her and he's like, you know, I'll cover you, you know, go save yourself. And then she reveals herself to be the Baroness. And right. I mean, I thought that was actually pretty cool, actually. Yeah, because he had, he had no clue. He thought it was a real employee. I mean, he's like, hey, yeah. I'm here to protect. I'm here to protect you. So let's let me protect you. So, you know, the fight breaks out, the Joes are actually winning, and then Destro is able to actually then transmit everything back. Um, it looks like they're lost, like Major major Blood and the Baroness do surrender, but then when they see this teleportation beam come, they run back, Duke runs after them, so he's transported to the Cobra base. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it was it was pretty exciting, you know, he he's... hand-to-hand combat going to take on the whole base which i thought was pretty cool right yeah he give him credit he is he is gi joe he is Mm -hmm. the american hero duke is the epitome of the entire team i think putting him in that situation he could take on every cobra that they threw at him and would win i mean of course they don't let him but he could do it (laughs) he does he, he runs the team and he has and, to hold that, hold that up. Yeah. And I think it's like when, when this happens, I think major blood actually is going to like shoot him and Cobra commanders like, no, no, I want him alive, right. you know, and we'll find out why in a few minutes here. Yeah. Um, so just kind of like looking at the series, pretty much, I believe in these first two mini series, I think maybe not until the regular series got started and we get introduced to Flint. Who are you? Like, this is almost kind of like a Captain Kirk, Captain Picard thing. You know, 
Right. Were you you for Duke or were you for Flint? <laughs> I was for Duke. I, I, I love Duke. Fl- Flint was just I was like, yeah, okay, it's Flint. Yeah. I, Duke was like I said, he is. If 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 you were to put a name and say, like you said, did my son ask who's GI Joe? I would point to Duke and say, that's GI Joe. He is the government issue Joe. <laughs> yeah, I, I, absolutely. Um, to me, he's the type of guy, and you know, to to kind of show the, um, you know, how they extended this universe out when they made the two movies, uh, you know, Rise of Cobra and Retaliation. Granted, the character Duke wasn't really in retaliation because Channing Tatum was like, get me out of these movies. Um, But his character portrayal was sort of like he was like he was like a lifetime soldier. He was like passing up commissions and, you know, he wanted to be in the trenches. And you definitely get that here in the com uh, in the cartoon where Flint to me was more of, you know, yeah, I did my time in the trenches. Now, now it's time for me to kind of lead, you know, I mean, he right. would yeah. kind of lead from the front, but yeah. He didn't want to he, get into the mix of everything. He left, let Duke do all that. So he's <laughs> <laughs> so, so, okay. So, so the podcast is pro Duke. <laughs> right. Team yes. Duke. <laughs> <laughs> team Duke. Oh yeah. Bring back that uh, saying. Uh, so a couple things happen here. So we go back to the Joe headquarters. Um, and again, I, I just, you know, starting to watch it. Like I recognized a lot of these guys off the bat, like, uh, running the console. There was breaker. Um, the other guy standing next to him. I couldn't remember his name, but I was like, he was, he was the guy that drove the tank. That's all I remembered. And I was like, God, what was his name? It was driving me crazy. Um, they're able to deduce that they have Cobras using this thing called a mass device. There's only one scientist, you know, in the world that knows about it. So they're like, well, we'll, we'll go see him. No right. sooner do they do that. Um, <clears throat> this is great. Cause this definitely kind of is like a sign of the times. Again, this came out in 1983. Cobra goes on every television network. So, you know right. what? Yeah. Back then we had three. So, <laughs> right. ABC, NBC, CBS. <laughs> much. And public television (laughs) i wonder if they would have taken over public television (laughs) i think they did (laughs) yeah i can see if they can crack crack gi joe security they can crack pbs's so (laughs) no but i almost wonder if there was like a debate and it was like you know well we could we could uh, hack into all three broadcast networks and cobra commanders like you know ah, i want i want to break into pbs and they're like why i want to i want to ruin masterpiece theater (laughs) Nobody watches. Nobody watches PBS except for Sesame Street. <laughs> I'll make it interesting. <laughs> um, and they, so they give a demonstration of the device by stealing the Eiffel Tower, pretty much. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, I guess like you know, watching it, like so, like so, as all this action is unfolding. Like you said, your son, he's four. This is his very, very first time. Was he sort of like, you know, well, this is really silly. Like, what was what was his take on everything that was happening in this episode? He was jumping around, jumping off the couch, getting his toy uh, Nerf guns, shooting everything. He was, <laughs> he, he was getting into the action. He loved it. I mean, he, he didn't care who was fighting as long as they were shooting and running around. And then when, when Duke was fighting... My son got in his fighting stance. He he takes a hapkido, mm-hmm. and which is like a, a I guess a, a martial arts and dance. And he was trying to fight her. He wanted to, he wanted to be 
a Joe, I guess, because he was he was there ready and he loved it. And I think that was the beauty of that cartoon is, you know, you know, watching it now. I mean, there's some things that are like clearly, OK, this is more for, like on a child's level, but it brought back so much nostalgia, which is like yeah, when I watched this and I was 12, I kind of was like afterwards. I'm like, I want to go out, run around in the woods and I want to be G.I. Joe. Like, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, as a kid, we my friends and I did a lot of not I don't want to say did a lot of that stuff, but we hmm. did. We we had woods near us that wasn't developed by any houses. It was acres and acres of un, un territory for kids. There was train tracks. There was uh, railroad ties that were piled up. There was fields. We would dress in full camo and build mm-hmm. forts and run around and make traps. And we played pretty much like Survivor guy and pretty much like a GI Joe thing. And it was fun. We had bad guys and good guys, and we we would trade trade off and on. So it was it was always fun doing that stuff. Oh yeah, I, I mean absolutely. And you know, I guess watching your son. I mean that first time around. I mean, granted, your son is four. I was like right. twelve at the time. I might not have been jumping off the sofa, but I right. might have been pretty close to doing that at that age. Yeah. <laughs> So the Joes head out to this scientist somewhere in New England, and it's it's a trap, uh, you know. And this is where I thought when I, when we see like when they're landing and we see cobras hiding in the in the trees, so we know it's a trap. And obviously, this scientist is there. Right away, I was like, "Oh, right, that's probably Zartan," you know, but it yeah. wasn't. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so for those that don't know, <laughs> Zartan, yeah, Zartan was a Cobra agent. He came later on. He was a master of disguise. So yes, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and again, you know, again, as a kid watching this, I would be like, oh my God, surprise attack. But when I watched it this time, I was like the Joe's land and they're like, Hey there. And the scientist is like, ha ha surprise attack. He rips off his mask. And I'm like, well, not really a surprise attack. You kind of gave it away. Right. <laughs> Joe's win the day. Uh, they rescue the scientist who's like, you know, so pretty much this episode starts to wrap up. Uh, Duke is being held at the Cobra base. Um, they have these people that are being mind controlled. They put a device on Duke. They're going to get him to fight in the arena. Um, meanwhile, this scientist is going to build a mass device for the Joe's to kind of counteract Cobra's mass device. And, this is pretty much where the episode wrap. Well, it wraps up with we see Duke in the, the arena and he's going to fight this like, like Conan, Goliath. Is that, is that Conan the Barbarian? I mean, come on. It was huge. He was, he was a giant. You're right. Goliath. That's what it looked like. But yeah. The first yeah, thing like, I thought was it's Conan. <laughs> well, when he comes up, he looks like that. But then when they kind of show a long shot for reference, I'm like, OK, Duke doesn't even come up to his waist. Like this guy's like 12 feet tall. What's going on? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it reminds you of like a Sinbad in the Seven Seas or something like mm-hmm. that where Sinbad goes up to some giant and has to fight him or Jason the Argonauts or something like that. It's just so outmatched. <laughs> so, uh, so so like I said, this is pretty much – this was a mini series. So it wraps right. up with uh, you know coming next episode and, and we see that the Joes are going to begin their quest to get the three uh, elements that they need. Uh, and again – being a giant commercial, they're just sort of like, you know, so they're going to join snow job who was their Arctic, uh, you know, trooper. And so, it, right. so you know that 
we're getting a good story here for six episodes, but they're pretty much going to be like, yeah, and we're going to introduce our entire toy line pretty much right, <laughs> right here. Yeah. <laughs> which, which I honestly <laughs> never bought one GI Joe toy. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I, that, that's wrong. I bought a GI Joe water moccasin. That's the only thing I've okay. ever bought. Yeah, I remember that one. I remember that one. Um, I know. I don't know how long ago they did this, but I know the nerd and me guys, they actually did. And this is probably a year or two ago. They did an entire episode just on the GI Joe toys. And I think uh, John from nerd and me, every single toy they, they mentioned, he's like, had it, had it, had two of them, <laughs> had five it, of that, be, had five of that guy. It must be a John, yeah, it must be a John thing because I, my, my best friend, John <laughs> lives up in uh, the Allentown area. Right. He collected every G.I. Joe figure, most of the vehicles, everything. He And he's still he's right now selling a lot of stuff on eBay just to get rid of it because he has a lot of duplicate stuff. And But he was the biggest G.I. Joe fan at the time that I knew of. And it's just funny. It's just like John, John from Nerd and Me and now my buddy John. It's like two Johns both love G.I. Joe. It's just there you go. <laughs> Now around this, so around this time, like Hasbro introduces the toys, Marvel comics, if it wasn't in 83, it was, had to be right around that time. They started their comic book line. Did you read the Marvel, uh, GI Joe comic at all? I, I did. And I actually, my buddy, John had uh, GI Joe number one through 26. Mm-hmm. And when he sold his GI Joe collection, I bought it. I bought okay. his collection. So I, uh, when I bought it, he he's like, just take care of these, blah, blah, blah. Well, I got number one signed last year by uh, Bob McLeod, who did, okay. the inking on the, did the inking on it. So I was like, this is awesome. And I told him I got, I got, this, got this one signed. I have since got rid of it, but hey, that's fine. I got something I wanted. And I told <laughs> my buddy, he's like, no problem, no problem. But I do have a uh, few other ones. I have a reprint of that. Plus, I have the giant – it's a – it's called the Treasury Edition, and okay. it's a mag- giant magazine size of G.I. Joe number one, and it is enormous. It's like 12 inches by 10 inches, giant comic book, a reprint, and it's awesome. And and the thing is, is, you know, while the cartoon is definitely geared more towards a younger audience, I mean, the violence, I mean, while there's a lot of action here, there's a lot of explosions, there's a lot of gun and laser fire, because that's the one thing I noticed, too, is... I mean, I always remembered that it was like G.I. Joe had the blue lasers, Cobra had the red lasers. But in a lot of their firefights, especially in this episode, you hear a mix. You hear laser blast. You do hear machine gun fire. I guess they just kind of like were just like, yeah, throw every sound effect in there. Right. Um, <laughs> but the Marvel comic was definitely for a little bit of an older crowd because yes. people died. <laughs> right. Yeah. People died in it. And you knew that and you, they showed it. And uh yeah, it was for an older crowd, but yeah, I read it. I mean, I read his, I read every one that he gave me and, and I loved them. And, but that, like I said, I, I didn't buy them as a kid, but mm-hmm. I eventually got all of them, not all of them, but one through 26. Oh, and my, my, I'm sorry. My son just walked in and he, and he heard me talking about GI Joe and he sees the comic sitting there and he's mumbling GI Joe, GI Joe. <laughs> so <laughs> he, he saw that he saw my treasury edition. And he, he recognized it. So <laughs> see now, see now back in 1983, there would have been like a marketing guy at Hasbro is like. There. <laughs> That's. <laughs> I, uh, when I was in high school, I worked at Toys R Us and 
that, you know, I mean, there were a lot of like toys and fads that were really popular and yeah, the GI Joes were really, really popular. Like people would come in, um, you know, do you have, you know, do you have a dial tone, which I would be like, why do you want dial tone? But <laughs> you know, do you have a dial tone? You know, do you have Flint? Do you have, you know, they would, they would ask for figures and I would even get people would like slip me like a dollar or $5 and they would be like, look, here's my phone number. You know, if you guys get a shipment of, you know, if it was a certain figure or a vehicle, like give me a call so I could be the first one to get it. And I would be like, right. uh, okay. <laughs> okay. No problem. And it was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Meanwhile, I would spend my breaks. I would go in the back in the stock room and Toys R Us used to have a massive stock room. And I'd go to the boxes with the figures and I'd take the figures like I would, you know, take them out of the box because on the back of the of the box for the figures, they would have like a card, you know, like like this is his code name. This is his real right. name, you know, and they would give a bio on it. And I was like, it was right. it was a pretty good read, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they, they explained every character. So it was like you, you knew exactly who you're getting, who, what they did, their power, pretty much not power level, but skill levels and they were like, oh, wow, he's an archer. He's a he's a he's an awesome shot. He's a sniper snake eyes. Oh, he's a ninja. <laughs> you would know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, again, we said it right up front, but I'll ask the question anyway. Uh, does this cartoon for you, does it still hold up all these years later? Absolutely. One hundred percent. If it came on today as a new cartoon, I'd watch it as a 47 year old man. <laughs> and there I you would. Go. I would. And I would watch every episode. <laughs> Oh, like I said, it's, it's, uh, I mean, all of them from this first episode, uh, all the way through to like the later incarnations of it and, and all the reboots. And I know there was like, at one point there was like GI Joe Sigma six and, and all these different versions. I'm pretty sure all of them are on Tubi. So, I mean, I'm, yes, they are. I'm still watching it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we stumbled across that that app on our on our DVD player like it, it showed up because we have a, we don't have a smart TV downstairs but we have a DVD player that we play everything through mm -hmm. so yeah. we, we we stumbled across it and I'm like oh cool and I was just flipping through and I'm like oh, they have GI Joe on here they have like he man I think he man is on there they mm -hmm. have Gilligan's all these shows and I'm like and you're like oh mm, he man we might have to do that one next <laughs> that might be yeah that might be definitely be a future episode yeah he-Man, Thundercats, I mean, I would do any of those. But, yeah, I think He-Man's on there. But when I saw G.I. Joe, I'm like, definitely, when I get a chance. Hey, if one good thing comes out of this uh, quarantine, G.I. Joe, binge it. Because I'm starting to watch it now. <laughs> so it's it's good. It, it's really, really good. And somewhere, maybe after the second miniseries, they actually did a full-length animated film, which they released in theaters. Uh, yes. It was excellent. The yes. only one it was was the same year it came out. Um, the Transformers had their big movie come out, yep. where a lot of the characters died. Like Optimus Prime died, which was like, yeah. you know, oh my god. In the GI Joe film, Duke was supposed to die, right? And they said that a lot of kids were so upset that a lot of their favorite transformers, you know, Optimus Prime died that they actually went back at the end and there's supposed to be a scene at the end where it was kind of like a funeral for Duke where they were sort of like like you know, 
oh yeah, he's in sick bay and he's right. doing great, you know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You had to. Cause I mean, people were, kids were devastated that like, even I was, I saw transformers, the movie at the movies and I was like, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, are you kidding me? Optimus prime died. <laughs> I walked out of there going, what do the natives do to us? What, what, how are we going to continue with this? Was, gonna, was, who's going to lead them? I mean, nobody can lead the, the Autobots like Optimus Prime. Well, that was the thing. Wow. It was like early on in that film, a lot of those first generation Autobots were killed. It was like, okay, this is definitely not like the TV show. No. <laughs> right, know? right, yeah. That was crazy. That so, would probably would be rated PG-13 now. So, <laughs> Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So let me ask you this. Uh, yep. Who are your top, let's say, uh, top three Joes and bottom three Joes? <laughs> wow. I, I'm going to... I'm gonna... Oh, yeah, you know what? Just give me just give me some of your favorites and give me some of the ones that you were like, why were they on the team? <laughs> yeah. Duke Snake Eyes were awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I love them. Uh, Scarlet was awesome. Uh, and I and I can't remember. I think it was Roadblock. I, I really liked him. Mm-hmm. Why in the why in the world would they put on Mr. T, uh, uh, Sergeant Slaughter and a few other NBA players? Why? Yeah, <laughs> that was later on in the series. But why? All right. So let me ask you about there was one character <laughs> in particular that was it's kind of polarizing. I think people either really love this guy or they really hated him. Shipwreck. <laughs> <laughs> that that's the guy that he's shipwreck. He, he's the one in this episode. Which, oh, he is. He wears the like the, the, the he has the bird on his shoulder. Is that shipwreck? And he kind of dresses like he he's in the navy from like yes. 45. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He has he has the pirate on his shoulder, uh, not pirate, the uh, the parrot on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, him. I I see him as comic relief. That all. I, that's all I see him as. <laughs> they just they just throw him in there for laughs. Although there was one really really good episode where, um, and I think he. Like you're right. Like he was kind of seen as comic relief. Like even the Joes kind of saw him like that. And I think he couldn't take it anymore. So when they went on a mission, he kind of went above and beyond and something happened to his vehicle. And when he woke up, uh, it was sort of like, Hey, Cobra has been defeated. And there had been a character that he had run into episodes before. It was sort of like a mermaid type, uh, soldier that Cobra is trying to develop. And I think her name was Marina, and it was, she was like, oh, Doc, fix me. I don't have to be in the water anymore. And it turned out it was all like they were kind of using virtual reality. Like they were trying to get him. Cobra was trying to get him to reveal. It was actually a pretty right. good episode. But other than that, he's a joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, they didn't really need him. I mean, he, he was just a character. I mean, when when I watched the first episode, which I thought was the first episode for some reason, and you said no, watch this episode. I watched that episode where they where they were where they him and Snake Eyes were had to go underwater and go to this base and everything. And he had to, they had to go. Oh, we we can't make it in. Our our boats won't make our subs won't make it in. We have to we have to swim for it. Yes. Mm-hmm. No. So yeah, and. So, <laughs> ready to play gi joe <laughs> yeah he is he has his guns he's like i'm shot i want to shoot my green gun i'm at five minutes <laughs> <laughs> anyway they he held the bird's beak to go to go underwater oh god and when he came up <laughs> right when he came up the parrot 
talked and said, Ock, I'm a parrot, not a seagull or a something. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? And he said, you better shut your beak, bird, or you're, or you're going to be chicken feet or something. I was like, are you kidding me? No wonder they don't want this character in the show. Oh. And you're going to sneak on an underwater base with a talking bird. Probably not a right. good idea. Well, Snake Eyes, Snake Eyes had had the had a dog. He had the wolf. Yes, so timber, and timber, I remember. Timber, yep. And and I was like, that's awesome. I love timber, but the bird, yeah. no, no. <laughs> All righty. So I think the general consensus here is we definitely made up for for our watch a Teen Wolf, and yeah, to me, GI Joe still holds up today. Yeah, absolutely awesome. So I'd like to thank Jason uh, for joining us here. Jason, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Always I, a pleasure. I saw that. I know you only got a couple of minutes because your your son wants to go play GI Joe. So, <laughs> but but I know uh, you do have some. It looks like you have some new content on you and stomach. So just you know, let the people know about that. Yeah, uh, everybody listening to this show, please go to you and stomach and subscribe. I'm trying to reach a hundred, at least a hundred. I mean, come on, people. I have 68 or 69 subscribers. But anyway, the last couple episodes are really short. It won't waste much of your time. They're just for laughs. They, it's just me eating something funny just real quick. Uh, uh, Three Musketeers bar. And, and I can't even remember the last one, the, the other one. But, uh, marshmallows? Yeah, was it giant, marshmallows? Giant marshmallows? Yes, it was four giant marshmallows. And <laughs> my wife was laughing her head off at that one. And my son was actually in the one with the Three Musketeers. He was actually doing the countdown for me to eat it. And he was trying to eat some caramel candy, and he wanted to see how fast he could eat a caramel candy. But uh, <laughs> so, yeah, he's trying to imitate me. But yeah, please go and watch it. It's called You and Stomach. It's on YouTube. Just some fun content. I'm trying to put out some more just to entertain people while they're home, stuck home. But uh, there's so much other content out there that's so much better than mine. But you know what? Give give the little guy a chance. Absolutely. Watch my show. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of fun. So definitely check that out. You and Stomach on YouTube. Uh, guys, also do me a favor. Head on over to Instagram. Stuff you don't need to know is there. Uh, I post pictures about the content that we talk about. Occasionally, I'll throw up a poll. Uh, again, Jason, thanks for coming by. Always a pleasure. I love it. And this is Jay, and I will talk to you guys later. But to be the man, you got to beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here. In Nashville, Tennessee, pal, I'm the man.